two, one. All right, we're on. All right, Shop Class Podcast. We got uh, Tay from uh, Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. This is the, uh, you know, the charity arm of Harbor Freight. You know, it's funny because you know, now I go to Harbor Freight for a lot of stuff. And, you know, I used to not. And then I thought to myself, ah, you know, I didn't want to buy stuff from them. I wanted to try and buy this American thing or whatever. But, like, even the American stuff's made in different foreign parts and this and that. And then I found out they were giving all this money to shop teachers and American shops, like U.S. high school programs, and directly, directly, not like uh, sideways or, or maybe like some weird grant that might work or not. No, they are actually putting money in the, in the hands of the shop teachers so they could buy equipment and buy whatever they need to make their programs better, you know, so so that that's I am so excited about this and you, a couple years running now. So, anyway, so this is Tay right here, and he represents uh, uh, Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. So, welcome to the uh, welcome to the show, uh, Ron. Thank you so much for that warm and uh, enthusiastic introduction. Really, really appreciate it. Um, it's great to be with you all here today. Uh, my name is Tay Kang. I am the program manager of Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. Uh, which is a philanthropic initiative of the Smith Foundation, uh, founded by owner uh, Harbor Freight Tools owner and founder Eric Smith. Um, so we're part of his private or part of his family foundation, uh, and not part of the company per se. Even though both are founded by um, by him, right? So the website that Ron has in front of you is actually the company charitable giving site. Um, not Harbor Freight Tools for Schools specific site. Ron, I put the link in the chat. So if you want to yeah, let me go there. If you want to learn more about us specifically, you can visit us at harborfreighttoolsforschools.org. Right. Uh, Ron's That's much better. Here. So oh yeah, harborfreighttoolsforschools.org. So I like that. Um, I'm here to talk to you today about our annual prize for teaching excellence. Where we uh, where we donate more than one million dollars to eighteen outstanding skilled trades teachers and programs um, across the country. This is our fifth year of the Prize for Teaching Excellence, and we are once again excited um, to be supporting eighteen outstanding skilled trades teachers, um, where three grand prize winners will each receive one hundred thousand dollars with 70,000 going towards their skill trades program and 30,000 going towards their own pocket. And we also award 15 prize winners where uh, they will each receive $50,000 with 35,000 going towards their uh, program and 15,000 going towards their pocket. So what's great about these funds is that by splitting it this way, we make sure that the classrooms are supported and we make sure with the schools and districts that the funds are used for your specific skill trades program that they can't be used for like the football bleachers or they can't be used for textbooks for the english program even though those are really worthwhile uh programs we want to make sure that your classroom gets the equipment and tools and materials that they need and hey, then hey, i have to interrupt for, let me tell you yeah, that is sure. that is a very important detail I oh, have for sure. been, I've been through the grant process several times and I don't mind writing the narrative as so they speak, but if it's not specific to your program, that money will go into a general fund and you might not see it. 
Exactly. Yeah. So um, we we want to hear your teaching experience, your background, your voices, and learn about your classrooms. And we want to invest and support those. So the funds go to that. And then the individual funds, right? In, if your school and district and state policies are okay with you receiving individual prize funds, you can use that funds for whatever you wish. If you want to go on a vacation with your family or if you want to, you know, pay for your mortgage or, uh, you know, car, uh, you know, your car or whatever you want to use it for, it, it's completely open to you for that. And then, uh, yeah, so this is our fifth year of the prize. We're really excited. And Ron, thanks for so much for having me here today, but I'm happy to answer any of the questions you have or any of the questions teachers may have. Okay. Yeah. So sure. We could get to the questions in a sec, but you know, what I wanted to go over was that, um, there's an application process that all the teachers yeah. that went through this, it's a pretty serious one as far as you have to explain your program well. And, and what, what Barbara check said about this is that whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter. What matters is that it's a very actually good reflection tool on your own career anyway. Uh, now, I haven't done it yet. Has anybody here uh, uh, gone through the application process yet? Okay, Matt and Nick. All right. And, uh, and Jared, we got raising hands. I'm not used to raising hands. People just shout out usually. <laughs> That's a little bit too calm for me. <laughs> just be like, yeah. <laughs> Matt, what's the, what's the, tell us about the process or Matt or, sure. or Jared, just tell us the process. Yeah. You know, Ron, as you mentioned, you know, the, our application process is meant to spotlight and shine a light on excellent skilled trades teachers. Uh, we know that there's so many of them across the country and um, we want to lift them up, but you know, it's, it, it is intended to be a rigorous written application process. Uh, we ask like, the round one application consists of like nine written questions um, where you get to, in many ways, brag about yourself, brag about your uh, your program and tell us about what you're doing. And, you know, and, and tell us about the impact you make in your students' lives uh, inside and outside the classroom. Uh, we would love to hear about the kind of career pathways you help lead them to, the graduation rates you help, uh, you help foster. You know, you want to, what extracurriculars you help encourage or uh, support. So uh, again, you know, we want to hear about all the amazing things you're doing and our application process is intended for that. Um, you know, it's the more specific, the more, uh, the longer, the more you write, the more you share with our judges, the clearer the picture we get in terms of what's going on in your program and in your community. Um, but in addition to hearing about the amazing things you're doing, we are also looking for innovative skilled trades teachers, right? People who are forward thinking, who are futuristic thinking, who are willing to adapt and learn and improve their programs. So we invite all the applicants to watch a video and uh, read a reading on a learning module uh, of just some of the best practices that can be implemented in your skilled trades classroom today. So we will ask you to watch a short video and read a short reading and then learn about some of the best practices and how you can apply it for your own program. So oh, in many so, ways, yeah, yeah. Rod, click that link at the top that says the prize. Yeah. You want to click that link. It, it kind of has like an overall summary here, right? So again, we're awarding more than $1 million. We have three grand prize winners of 15 prize winners, right? If you scroll a little bit further, you can see that 
These oh. are the types of trades that we support, right? Anything from agriculture mechanics to carpentry to construction, electrical, welding, automotive, plumbing, right? HVAC, right? Those are the types of trades we support. I fit in the you, other category. So, you know. If you have an other, then feel free to reach out to uh, – there's an email there. Feel free to reach out to us and we can oh, yeah. help by uh, the types of program, if you're eligible or not. And if you scroll a little bit further, you can see what types of things our judges are looking for, right? Like strong evidence of past teaching success, but also future in innovation and entrepreneurship. We're looking for a rigorous and thoughtful application, right? Like any teacher can write, I love my students, or we're doing great things, but we're looking for specific things that you're doing and that make you unique. What types of projects are you working on? What types of uh, curriculum do you implement? So those are some things. And then positive data and results. Like what? Uh, what are the graduation rates? What are the? What are your? You know the number of students who are you know who data. are feeding, right in your classroom. Right. We're looking for actual data and yeah. results, but also inspirational storytelling. If there, if you've helped a student, you know, navigate difficulties in their lives, please let us know about that. Share that with us. Right. Like, or if you've helped them, you know, find their passion in life, tell us about that. Or if alums come back and tell you, tell you, you were the best teacher we've ever had. And here's why, like, let us know about that. That's what we're looking for in our applications. Uh, teachers I like that, communicate. I like said, sorry. I like that you said data. You know, I started for doing, sure. uh, I started doing exit surveys that are anonymous and very clearly anonymous. And then I share the results with the students who filled it out and you could see that it's a great reflection but what i find is that most schools and and including teachers they don't do the exit surveys and they don't have any data so that you actually don't know the impact you had i mean just anecdotal but if you want sure. numbers you gotta you gotta give an exit survey which you could do on google classroom a google form is it or survey survey. Month. Oh, yeah or survey yeah, month or, survey. yeah. or other other platforms. I don't want to, I'm yeah. not a marketer for survey monkey. No, it's just that uh, Google is usually part of the Google classroom. Sure. So it's usually approved already. Or, yeah. I see Absolutely. what you're saying. Right. Yeah. 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 I think we had some hand raising, uh, but you guys don't need to raise your hand. You could just be like, Hey, Hey, so Cornitzer, did you want to ask something? Yeah. I was wondering. So with this, with the whole application process, um, Instead of writing an essay, could you actually do a video like how MIT does their interviews or applications? And, you know, so if you have a student come and give like an innovative story or showing how you motivated them or, you know, even the program, like I know me and Rana, we work in the same STEAM program that we actually all started together. And like we make videos to show our program and to show what we do and you know, the improvements and success that, you know, within the year or so or past couple of years. So instead of writing essays, would we be able to do, you know, uh, a video? Because I've always felt like, you know, a picture, you know, it always says, you know, uh, a picture show, you know, shows a thousand oh, words or whatever. Sure, sure. But so. David, that's a that's a great, great question. We've actually gotten that pretty much all five years of operating this prize. And uh, it's, a, it's a really great question. It's a really thoughtful question. And it's one we debate and consider a lot. Um, we find that this, the written application has several benefits. Number one, uh, it allows teachers to think, right? And like reflect 
and be able to put down on, you know, quote unquote paper, what they're doing in their program. And they can utilize that for many other things. Um, it also is good for the judges, right? Cause our judges, uh, they can go back. It's, 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 it helps our judging process to have a written application. And then another thing is, you know, some of our teachers, some skilled trades teachers are really good with technology. Others may struggle with that. Right. And we find that some applicants, you know, may be deterred if they have to do a video process because they're not like, I'm not Steven Spielberg. I'm not Christopher Nolan. I'm not JJ Abrams. How am I expected to create a, or edit a, an amazing video that's harder for me or may take more time. So we find that the application, like we, you know, we've been considering maybe one question be a video question. All right. That, or, you know, that's something that we consider mm -hmm. a lot and that's a suggestion we've received. Yeah. Just because like, have you ever seen Ron write anything? It, it's atrocious, <laughs> I, I, but he is animated and he shows sure. like the heart behind our program. Sure, so sure. If you give him a microphone, he'll blow you away. <laughs> sure, you know, ask him to write an essay. It's a joke. I can't comment on Ron's writing abilities. I can't comment on, uh, you know, Ron. I can't say Ron's enthusiasm. I, I will surprise uh, you with my writing abilities. <laughs> you know, but no, I get totally. I understand what you're saying because, like, we're doing the Shell Eco Marathon right now, and they want a seven-minute video now. Sure. Oh my God, that is, I'll be honest, like I, I love editing and, and making videos, but it is an extra step. And the kids right now, because we're remote, it's difficult to get them to do this. So I'm going to have to edit it and we've got to do it quick, you know, but if it was just photographs and writing, it would have been done. So I do agree that it is an extra step, but mm -hmm. sometimes that step comes natural to some people. So that's a good debate. I understand. That was a good question. It's a, great, it's a great question. It's something we've considered. It's something we debate a lot, but we think that this written application allows teachers to reflect, especially on the learning module element to really reflect on how their classroom and how they can um, implement best practices as well as brag about their classroom through this, through this medium. So it's a great question. Happy to. Um, now, I have a I have a a thing I've always thought of about this is can I read the previous winners applications? Sure. <laughs> so the, yeah. but yeah. not privately is that publicly available or is it like what am I looking at here? Is this a, just a summary? So these um, what you're looking at here is the bios of some of our previous winners. Um, th these bios are actually pulled together through the applications themselves. So when, when people do ask, like, can I see the previous winner's applications, we do direct them to these bios. Um, also at harborfreighttoolsforschools.org, under our prize page for each year, we have the bios for each of our winners, right? So you can see what they wrote about in their application, what they applied about. And Where do you go to for that? We could go there now? Sure. Yeah, you can go there now. Here, hold on. Let me send this to you. Oh, this your is awesome. We're digging in right here. So, because I'm on previous winners, but I'm not on. Yeah, so there's previous winners of three of our winners from 2020. But if you're looking for more bios, you can click, you can go here. I'll include the link in the chat. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you want to share that link right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll pull it up. Oh, yeah. If you scroll down a little bit. 
and then you can click each of our winners' photos, and then you can read their bios, and then you can see what they talked about in their application, right? What are, awesome. what are some things they highlighted? Like, what are some of the projects they talked about? What are some of their educational pursuits, right? Uh, Brian Manley here is, you know, where did he go to school? Where is he, um, you know, what degrees is he pursuing, right? How long has he been teaching for? Uh, what are some other um, organizations that he's involved in? So you can see all of this in their bios and what they've talked about um, in their application. Yeah, that's cool. That's real cool. It's a, it's a great community. You know, what I really like about what you've done is it's not just handed out awards. You're supporting a community. Whereas I got to tell you, there was a gap right there. I mean, we all have, every state has a um, supporting, uh, the way I got the job was through the supporting, what they call the New Jersey Technology Educate Engineering and Education Association, something like that. Uh, and, you know, they change the acronym every year, but they're amazing. Sure. But it, there is a gap between between all the teachers and so when you're teaching like in a silo and you're kind of like you, you maybe honestly before instagram you were sort of teaching by yourself sure. because there's maybe one or two other shop teachers in the building i mean it depends you know some places have like 10 shop teachers that's like a rare thing so so instagram and this harbor freight and what we're trying to do here with the shop class podcast is to connect the dots so everybody could take notes from each other and learn and then share resources like hey what'd you do in this situation or did you ever do this like I, you know i still can't get over that matt builds a house every year like we struggle to build a car every year yeah <laughs> and, and that's inside sure. so yeah Ron, i think that's a great point you know like skilled trades teachers are often siloed or right are often put in the you know the back of the school building or you know in your own corner and um you know what we're trying to do here at harbor freight tools for schools right is one shine a light on the excellent hard work that these skilled trade teachers do on a daily basis. But also, you know, we bring these prize winners together, right? Um, this isn't just, as you mentioned, a one and done. We don't just give the money and then say, okay, great. Have a great rest of your career. Um, oh, right. Don't you invite them to a conference? Yeah. So we, what we do is we, you know, we bring them together in, as a, as a network and a community, um, you know, in the summers before COVID, uh, we would bring them together to Los Angeles for an institute called Let's Build It, where we invite all the prize winners to meet each other, to hang out, to to have dinner together, and but also to put them to work. You know, by having them discuss the best practices in the field to help them develop pilot projects for them to you know share best practices with each other, right? And and during this pandemic, what we've done is. You know, we know that there's a great need for community and we brought people together virtually uh, for webinars and for, you know, just to catch up here and there. All right. It's much like what you all are doing. And I want to commend you all for, you know, starting this community here. I think it's really, really awesome. And, um, you know, we're actually going to be hosting a large virtual webinar in early in early May. Uh, you know, feel free to like join it. We'll, we'll share more information about that. But if you go to Harbor Freight Tools for Schools to and join us, right, if you, I'll send the link in the chat here. If you go to this, you can join our email network and get first updates uh, about our 
various learning opportunities about various projects and also updates on our prize as well. Um, so yeah, like I, th I want to commend you all for, you know, being here and having this community. We have our, you know, network as well. And we just think that the, the more, uh, bridge building and, and the spotlighting we can do on the great work you all do, the, the better it is for. Oh, everyone. here we go. You can sign up. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm probably on there because I do get some updates, but that's awesome. Good. For sure. Who's this gang? Look at these people. I think I know this guy. He's popped yeah, in the I, podcast a few times. Yeah. He's a, uh, you know, this is a team of really dedicated, uh, hardworking individuals who are Who's really good looking guy right here. Jeez. about the trades. So <laughs> I can't comment on anyone's, uh, you know, appearance, but we did try to, you know, do a fashionable photo shoot here. So that's, good, that's, good. that's cool. So, and look, you got all these different outlets, you know, and you're on Instagram. Oh, you have a uh, YouTube now. Let's see. Yep. Well, that's good. I'm going to join. And that. on our YouTube channel, we have, you know, the learning module videos of the past, right. Regarding various topics, right. Like how to, how to best teach soft skills for skill trade students. Right. Or, Share, um, talking about the benefits, the career and job benefits of the trades. How to how to talk about that? Or look, we got to play this one. Let's play a video real quick. Oh, we got we got sponsors here. Hold on, Ron, you got to share your screen. Oh, it's not sharing. No. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right, can you see this? Can you hear it? Yeah. Uh, strongly that skilled trade teachers are heroes who just don't get enough recognition for their hard work and dedication. We try to keep surprised as long as we can. Once she sees what we've got here, you know, he'll know something big's going on. This should be interesting. It's going to be fun. Dr. Newman, he's getting a really big prize today. Oh, these are like so surprising the winners, winners right? No idea what's going on. Yeah, these are uh, these are the. This is a video announcing the 18 winners from 2018, right? But um, we do 18 surprise announcements. Um, That's cool. Last year, obviously, you know, we couldn't go to many schools in person, but in for the 2017 and 2019 prizes. We we planned surprise celebrations for each of the schools, so or each of the each of the winners, and That's and we cool. do that for this year and in twenty twenty one and and hopefully beyond. Nice. Uh, this yeah. is um, this guy's from uh, uh, Cars for Careers, I think. I remember this guy. He uh, they they build up, they take cars, and then they. Uh, oh wait, no, this is a different guy. Okay, I he looked like the other guy, but anyway, yeah, some of these teachers do amazing work. Look at this. This is so cool. Imagine you walk into work and you win one of the prizes. Look, this guy has no reaction. <laughs> That's really funny. But yeah, he's got clearly got a good program. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's humbled. He's humbled. That's cool. That's oh, has anyone guy. ever won from like a public school? Like a so, not a trade, not a trade. So school? yeah, or Dave, that's a great question. All the awards go to public high schools. I should have I, I don't know if I made that clear earlier, but the 18, uh, it, this prize is only eligible for 
U.S. public high school skilled trades teachers. Um, yeah, definitely. We've had winners from comprehensive high schools. We've had winners from CTE centers. We've had winners from charter schools, right? Um, you know, like Matt Barbercheck, right? He teaches at a at a you know at a at a public comprehensive school that's I believe K through 12 because his community, but he teaches high school students. So yeah, the the prize is eligible for uh, public high school skilled trades teachers, and uh, whether you're a charter school teacher or a CTE center, district CTE center, or a comprehensive high school, it's open to you. That's cool. That's really cool. Now, um, this is, this, I'm sorry, did Nick, did you have a question or someone else raised their hand before, but it, I didn't get to them? Uh, was that Jared? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is cool. I'm, you know, I'll be honest, I, I, I haven't applied. I'm going to give it a shot this year, you know? And so we got till the uh, May 21st. Yeah. So applications are due May 21st, right? Okay. Uh, you have a little over a month to submit your application. What I what I encourage you doing is don't finish it in one day, right? Like the the more time you take on it, the more time you reflect on it, the the better I would say your application is going to be, right? Spend some time writing to spend some time reflecting, you know, go on a walk, you know, ask other people to maybe read your application, not to write it for you, but to, you know, check for grammar or check for Check, or they can, they might remind you, be like, hey, what about that thing you did that you told me about, right? Like, feel free to, you know, share that, uh, you know, share about your experience in a really full and meaningful way. So, yeah, I would say don't just do it in a day. Don't do it in just a week. You know, take some time to, um, to work on the application and submit it. Again, right. it's a rigorous process and uh, we, we're looking for the best, right? So that's why we're giving a million dollars out and uh, we want to make sure we spotlight and shine a light on the 18 of the best teachers um, across the country. And I, did Jared, you raise your hand this yeah. time, right? Yeah, I did. I, Cause that, that uh, Tay brought up a good point. The first year, five years ago, I, I was my first time applying. I've applied, I think two or three times. Uh, it's a very arduous process. These essays um, for me, it, put a lot of thought into them well the first year that they did this i had a bunch of my friends who were like hey you're a shock teacher you do this you do a good job and, and so i'm like yeah yeah okay um all right and i put it off and i put it off and i put off i didn't even open the whole thing until the day it was due and i opened it and i was like oh good gravy you know i'm like well i got this so i put a bunch of i think i filled it out on my phone and it was so bad i, I get embarrassed that I did it that way, I learned a whole lot, obviously, but, um, you know, you, it's something you do have to give some time to some thought to uh, some reflection, definitely have people proofread it because like I said, my first year I, I submitted, it was done on my phone with a, the swipe texting and probably zero autocorrects. It was probably really bad. And that's probably, maybe I've been blacklisted since then. I don't know, but it was, uh, you, you definitely was, weren't. You're not blacklisted. Uh, definitely not. Just be clear about that. Um, you're not. You haven't been blacklisted. But yeah, I, you know, I, I appreciate your, well, your now your, your transparency with the experience. You know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I, and that was my own fault because again, I waited until the last day. I thought it was just like, oh, submit your information and and then whatever. I didn't realize the application was. Uh, I think it, you kind of go through about seven essays. 
essentially, and they're only like 300 or 500 words. They're not super big, but you wanted, to, I, at least in my mind, when I saw it all, and then in the next two times I applied, I gave myself plenty of time. I collaborated. I made sure that they had my uh, essays proofread. They were more polished than that first time, but yeah, it was, it was my own fault. <clears throat> I'm not putting that on Harbor Freight at all for their, I think the process is done. I just think that the first time I, I just kind of well, whatever. Yeah, I'll put my name in. And I was like, oh, boy, I did not give myself enough time. Um, but yeah, I think uh, as long as you uh, give yourself, like I said, that time to reflect and to make sure that you uh, give it the effort. I mean, like you said, you're, we're wanting the best. You're trying to give out a million bucks. It's not a, it shouldn't be a fill out on your phone, swipe text, autocorrect and submit. It should be something that is well thought out. Uh, that I, Jared, thanks for bringing that up. That's true. Like I would procrastinate too. And then I was like, ah, you know, but yeah, I mean, Barbara check warned against that too. He says, do it for you because it's a good reflection tool. And then it's a, your application for the award. We also have a uh, Chris Davis here tonight. Thanks for joining Chris. Hi, right, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Go ahead. You got a question? Yeah. The question, um, has Harbor Freight ever discussed um, like video entries? Because oh, we covered that. <laughs> oh, did you guys already talk? Am I late to the game here? Yeah, just writing is not my strong point. When it, you know, and and I would probably say that it's probably not most shop teachers' uh, strong point when it when it comes to. Not that I don't know how to write, but like Chris is good know. at selling. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I agree. Yeah, he he's got he's got Richard Branson buying um, stand up boards. I mean, this is you know like <laughs> he's well, validated. We got validated. We got, validated. We, we got a new one. We got Kenny Chesney next year and Ty Pennington. Okay, that, but now, Chris, that, Chris, Chris, that's really awesome. You know, yeah, as as Ron mentioned, uh, David asked it. You know, that was the first question. It's something that okay. we here at Harbor Freight Tools for Schools have discussed and debated and gone back and forth on, but uh, for a variety of reasons, right? Whether uh, for, you know, judging perspective or for the ease of access for teachers, right? Some teachers aren't good with technology, right? They're not good with, they're not great film editors or film directors. And so we, we there's a pros and cons for each of these options. And it's something we, we do discuss. Yeah, so Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But it, you know, if you write the application and you mentioned that you you and your classroom have sold things to, you know, various entrepreneurs or various billionaires out there or various musicians, highly encourage you to talk about that. All right, that that might be something to help you stand out, right, um, from from other teachers out there. Nice. Uh, if, there, if anybody hasn't followed Chris, follow him. Chris, put your Instagram in the chat right now, if you can. He's got some exciting stuff. It's really just beautiful craftsmanship. And then, you know, he's kind of like, I don't know, Chris, I'm speaking about you, but it's funny because he's kind of like, is he just put, he gives that rock star wood shop. It's not just like napkin holders. You know what I mean? Like, like he adds a little flair to it, which is, which is a necessary component, you know? And I Dude, always snowboard, skateboards, snowboards. Yeah. Oh, snowboards yeah. really? Damn, I gotta take his class. 
That we try to bring with it. That that's for sure. Try to try to bring the fun, excitement, enthusiasm, and build just different stuff that other people are not normally building. You know, just to switch it up a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, highly encourage you to you know to talk about that. Uh, talk about the unique things that your program is doing. Um, that's you know, and that that goes across the board for each of you. And I think every classroom can say that they're doing something different or something unique, or every teacher can bring a different lens. And, you know, we're, you know, we're looking for uh, teachers who bring the passion and who are willing to put in the hard work uh, for the application itself. So, yeah. Nice. That's cool. Does that other people have questions? Guys, you could just jump in there. Um, so, you know, the, the, uh, now what, here's what I want to know. Sure. What do you, can you tell us what some people have done with the money? I'm just curious. Uh, like, sure. I, I can talk about it in more general ways. I can't, I can't yeah. name yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, specifics, but, um, and then like, and then I, I want to prep everybody here. Imagine you got a hundred grand for your program. What would you do with it? Like, I would have to think about that. Like, what would you do with like a hundred grand in your program? You know, like, man, you could get that machine yeah, you wanted. Um, so in terms of the tools or in terms of the classroom sport, you know, people have used it anywhere from like a bunch of basic hand tools to like to a forklift, right. To, um, you know, fixing the plumbing in there or their, or the ventilation in their program. Well, you can use it for anything. Right. Anything. Yeah. Right. So it's we don't tell you what to do. And as part of the foundation, we we're not saying that you can only shop at Harbor Freight. Right. Tools. Right. Like you can use that money. You can use that thirty five thousand or seventy five thousand and use it for wh whatever you think would best support your program. So uh, I know some programs who are like we're going to use it for marketing. Right. So that they've used it to like build a giant sign outside their school to say, Come check us out. Come check out our program. This wow, is interesting. I never thought about that. So, if you had extra money and you already have tools, but your problem is recruitment, you spent the money on an entrance sign or something like that. That would be really exactly. interesting. Yeah, that's well yeah, yeah. well thought about. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to tell you what to use the money for. As long we just want to make sure that as long as it's used for your program. And then for yeah. the individual money, you know, people have used it for their own, like, you know. Some people have bought, I think, like cars with it, you know, cars with it. Others have, you know, uh, used it for their retirement. Others have decided to take their family on a trip to Disney World, right? Like, it, it's up to them. Again, that's money that that thirty thousand or fifteen thousand, like, that's for you to decide how to spend it. And we'll be, uh, yeah, if you, if you share the story with us, that's great. But we're not going to tell you how to use that money for sure. Hey, hey, let's go around and just. Just give everybody a couple minutes of like, what would you do with the money? You know, like, I don't even know what I would do yet. Um, like me personally, I would, I think I would get a CNC milling machine and a maybe combination lathe. More, more automation machining, I think is what's missing from my program. And then training, like I would love to go for like machining training. And then we don't have a proper lift. I would put a lift in. I mean, stuff like that, you know, the, the, and th that would eat up the money right there, but that would be so worth it, you know? 
Uh, a good maid to come by your shop every week. What? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. A you good get... maid to clean up your shop. Oh my! He's saying my place is a mess. The place <laughs> is the place is kind of a mess right now. We haven't been there in seven months, so I'm just starting to clean it up now. I mean, you know. Uh, so let's go around. So let, let's see. Let's jump over to um, Brandon. I'll put you on the spot. What would you do with like a hundred grand for your program? And I, I would say the same thing, a CNC uh, mill, I, maybe uh, addition. Well, we, we need more space. So uh, that could be, you know, I don't know if we can pass that by our uh, district, but that would be nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we. I have a short ceiling and it's not a proper shop anyway, but there is a, some space right outside. Imagine if they built the other wall, we'd have a double. It would give us more room. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Nick, what would you do with a hundred grand? <clears throat> probably a wood TNT plasma table, probably a sawmill. Oh yeah. There you go. Wood CNC right there. Yeah, that's cool. Dude, that sawmill, Nick, you guys can make some serious money for the school, man. <laughs> you just turn that hundred grand into a million. <laughs> What's the sawmill? It's, it's a charity. A charity. It's for the charity yeah. foundation. What's the sawmill? Is that for like cutting lumber or actual pieces of trees down a, down a, yeah, in yeah, the lumber? Okay, like a wood miser. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a big little rack and it's got like a train, you know, like a rails that bring it in. That's pretty wild. Uh, let's go to uh, Winston. What do you think, man? Oh, hey, I like the idea of the, the wood mill. It'd be great for around here. But uh this this shop really needs a revamp of the uh, the weld shop. You know, new new booths, more booths. Uh, I really would like a water jet for doing some heavy duty stainless steel, but uh, they're they're pretty spendy, so that would be that would be pretty cool. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, Duke, what do you think? Hundred grand? What are you gonna? Hundred grand? I'm I'm gonna go with a high tech shop dog. <laughs> gonna contact Boston Dynamics. Oh get one yeah, of man! Minis. Dude, buy a robot. That's a great She's gonna idea. Follow me around the shop. You'd be the first shop teacher with a robot. They all have. Oh, you watch really everybody. <laughs> Jesse what? James, all those guys, Ian from that other full throttle garage. Oh, they all buy them? dogs. Oh yeah, shop dog, but a robot shop dog. Yeah, yeah, high, tech, high tech shop dog. <laughs> I never heard of that. It's so funny. That's really funny. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I want now. Why can't we bring our dog into the shop? Like, I can't bring. A, I would get a dog if I could bring it to the shop. I don't know. Like, isn't that kind of what goes with a shop? Is like a dog. I don't, you know. All right, let's see, Matt. What do you got? Hundred. Oh, there he's got it. Look, Brandon's got the dog right there. <laughs> All right, which, uh, which Matt, Matt are you going for? Oh, uh, Van Arsdale. Van Arsdale. Uh, probably. Uh... CNC mill um, and maybe a Wazer of a small water jet. I'm uh, I'm tight on space in my shop, so I think a smaller one might be the best case there. Get it on wheels and just move it around. You know, I don't. <laughs> a Wazer is a water laser. Yeah, but it's a, it's a small bench top machine. Um, I think it's probably forty eight by like thirty six overall. So it's pretty small, but it can do metal glass. Um, what was the other thing? It can do tile. So oh, wow, that's yeah, cool. It's a desktop uh, water jet. 
Nice. Desktop water jet. Wow. So what, what's your size you could do? What's your well, bed? I don't have one, but... No, but what's, the, what's the bed like? Uh, laser? I think they're oh, three by know. five. I was just watching the video. What is it? Three by five, three feet by five feet. Oh, that's okay. pretty good. It's bigger than desktop. Um, that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, Bloomy, what do you got? Hundred grand, go for it. Wait, 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 let me guess. Let me guess. A, cr a crane. <laughs> well, I, I put in the chat a skidster, or when I had the company, we had a telehandler, which is awesome, assuming you can get it. It's, uh, it's the forklift that extends telescopes. So you have oh, the forks. Oh, that's so you can do sheetrock and whatnot on top. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but like you could send, like you could set your trusses or send shingles or. So imagine a big forklift, but it booms like it has a telescoping arm. That's a telehandler. Exactly. Oh, that's um, cool. That's cool. A, a skidster, like you know, bobcat or something, would be nice because then you can get in your tight spots. It's one of those things. It's always handy. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I. I don't know. It probably sit for me. It probably sit there, and I just buy stuff randomly. Like we we were very fortunate in our that we just got retooled completely. So I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 I just got two hundred grand la last year. So wow, <laughs> I don't know. wow, that's awesome. But yeah, as a so. but, but as it like if you were let's say you were let's say you were a private contractor like. Wouldn't a truck like with a crane, like a with an arm, that bucket, wouldn't that help you? Or no, I don't, I don't know. Is that a tree? No, the, the, the telehandler, a small, you know, a smaller telehandler would probably be pretty sweet because, like I said, you can move in sheeting, moving lumber, booming trusses. It becomes really handy really quick. Um, oh, that's cool. A little bit like, more versatile it, than a overall. You know, as far yeah. as the material end of it. Yeah, and and skidsters. Are pretty cheap and easy to rent real quick or borrow oh so, now i see what you were looking at here. yeah yeah one of those yeah we used to own one i used to own one of them way back oh, when and Dude, that'll that'll reach over and grab whatever y'all yeah. dump trailer if you have a skid steer or excavator you know yeah like, yeah yeah you know kind of limited oh man imagine the, and the thing is you can get attached you can get attachments for those that like articulate and truss attachments and uh, person bu person buckets and stuff and cages or whatever. So yeah, wow, that's cool. You know, I, I got a random question uh, for Tay. Um, what if what you want is another teacher? You know, like where let's say the district's kind of tight. I mean, they have money, but they don't want to. You know, and like. Can't you just hire another teacher? <laughs> That's a, um, I can't speak to that. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. That's up to different districts or schools. And that's, you know, maybe if there's so much excitement about you winning that the, the district or the school principal is like, yeah, we want to put more support towards it and get you more, get you an assistant or get you a coworker. That would yeah. be awesome. You know, I think, um, you know, maybe you could, winning the prize can help you leverage with the administration or with the district, other, you know, oh. other support, right? So, 
You know, that, that might be, you know, like you have now have an award-winning, a prize-winning teacher in your school building down the hall, right? Like that's a great marketing tool for, for schools to have, right? Or a great, you know, a, shine, a shiny thing to have. So I think that's um, for you to decide how to, how to best leverage, you know, with your administration or, or district. Yeah, that was so, always my that was always my one of my goals is that yeah, we bought some equipment when I first got there, we like built up the shop a little bit cuz it was an old tired little auto shop that wasn't really and my thing was always like when are you guys going to hire another teacher? And they were like that's not happening. That's not happening. And then I said one word that triggered just another teacher showing up and I said the word robotics and they were like, "Ooh, robotics." And then all of a sudden they hired someone. I was like, "Yes." Finally, and then luckily we got this wave of steam and that brought more teachers and it just kept going, you know, so like we're lucky we got more people now. Um, Let's go to Connor. Connor, what would you do with, this is fantasy land here. What would you do with a hundred grand? I saw you put some monitors in. I mean, how big are these monitors, dude? (laughs) Uh, Big. Uh, It's a good question. Like, I think luckily like Matt, um, we teach carpentry, so that's skill saws and impact drivers. So it's pretty cheap for us to buy some new tools. But what we're struggling with, and probably what we spend money on, is is on AV equipment. So we're running um, our shop has twelve different teaching areas, probably running one hundred fifty students at any, any given time. So what's troubling right now is teaching people, you know, at a distance. But even when we're back in person. It's one teacher to 25 to 30 people building. And I think if the teacher had, you know, my dream is in every shop environment, you'd have big 75 inch TVs and then overhead cameras. So it's almost like you're on the cooking show, right? Yeah. So if you're had a, you know, set up a saw or make small adjustments, you know, you're setting up a bevel on a, on a skill saw. If you could flip on that camera overhead and it punches up on those big TVs around you, then all 25 people can see you and not just the four people in the front. So for us, that's probably where, where our my dream would be is, is on AV equipment or maybe iPads. So you know you can take your iPad, turn it on camera mode, and then push it to the TV. So anything you're drawing on or just you can set up your own overhead camera and do it that way. I'd probably put TVs in all 12 teaching environments. That's probably what I would do. That is cool. Hey, hey Connor, how about like a high-tech digital 3D scanner, not just the 3D camera. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I want one of those. There's so much money. Those Leicas. Oh, there's like 50 grand or something, aren't they? They're They're a lot of money, but, man, yeah. But like you're saying, it's like a skid steer. I'd use it once a year and sit in a box, right? But it'd be be dope. It'd be so cool to have. Let me me just take a second to highlight Connor and Matt Bluequest. They just finished up. Uh, Tay, I don't know if you know this, but and everybody here, they just finished up this thing they um, they call the wall assembly competition, and it's the second time they've done it. Uh, and we we covered it last week. It was really good. Um, it was a chance for students from around the world, not around, I guess around the country, but no, probably around the world, North, Amer- to, North uh, America, North America, North America, uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, let's see. And then what they had was like almost like a basketball tournament style Sweet 16. And you can actually check out the entries and what the judges' comments were. It's a really comprehensive website. I'm just, can you guys see it? I'm just pulling it up right here. And that was all Connor. 
Connor, you did so good with this. This was awesome. Yeah, this is, it's, this it's is so, loaded it's, up as a as a, as a bracket in its its graphics. So you know you can see our quarterfinals. All of the submissions are in PDF. All the judges we made like the marking rubric, just pictures of their face, so you can see who gave you a five and a four and a ten. Um, and then, so it makes the graphing the gra the voting kind of personalized. And then judges can make feedback, so they just use colored stickies. And most of these people are you know are well well all of them all recognized you know industry leaders in building. So to get, even if you lose, it's like, I think, Tay, applying to your competition. It helps you kind of consider your thoughts and you write that application. And for them to just go through the process and get feedback from these people, for me, I think that's really worth more than, than winning, although there was cash involved. Um, the feedback they got from some of these people, it's incredible. It's just incredible. So this is a fun thing to run. We just wrapped up last week. And a high school student, the youngest high school student with their Passive House certification, in North America, one like it's crazy. Yeah, all the way then. Then they're from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, Queens. Yeah. Yeah, Connor. Th thanks for mentioning that. You know, I think uh, that's really meaningful to hear. Like, you know, the the money is great, but you know, we we want this to be an opportunity for teachers to to reflect and figure out how to improve their classrooms, improve their own practices, but also like, you know, what you write or what you share. Maybe you could use that when you talk to middle school, you know, parents, right? Like. Why should their students join your program, right? Why should their kids, you know, sign up for a shop or sign up for auto? Like, like you know, especially in this college for all mindset, in this college for all mentality, it might be great to, you know, it might help you figure out best ways to recruit or best ways to talk about your program. Yeah, you can basically write the brief, and we just went through this recently. Last year, like Matt, I, you know, we wrote a grant. We got a lot of money through that grant, and this year I applied again. And I got next to nothing, and I was like, "What did I do wrong?" But what I what it forced me to do was write a massive application, which is now, you know, the brief on this is what we needed and why. Here's the research we've done. Here's the letters of support, and that now becomes a document we can use to go to the college. And as you know, you're saying, the school has money; they just have chosen made this decision not to give it to me. And now I have a document that I can use to say. It organizes your thoughts, right, collectively as a group. It puts it on paper and it puts a business case to it. That's what my school and part of your schools need to hear. They'll give you funding if you can increase enrollment. They'll give you funding if you can consolidate your shop to half the size they can put another classroom in, right? It's all it's all tied to that business case. And I think mm. right that, that application really helps you kind of put your thoughts on paper. So that's awesome. That's cool. That's a good way of thinking about it. Before I forget, um, Connor, did you? I I know that you recorded the the judging, and I was trying to get a hold of this last time. Is this it right here? Uh, <coughs> right, if it's here, is this? Yeah, it? yeah. Those are the two shows. So there's the kickoff show, um, and then there's a final show that was last week. Yeah, both of them are on Fine Home Building. And is this it right here? Oh, this is the kickoff. That would be the kickoff. Okay. So that's when we launched the competition. I think a month ago. And then the the second link, I think, on that page, and I just haven't updated the wallassembly.com website yet, but those videos will then live on that site um, pretty soon. Where is this? Where's the second link? Is it? Is it? Oh, I, is I it, put it. If anybody's oh, here, we go. Email, I put it in the email. Oh, it's in our it's on our newsletter. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I got oh, it. Was on, it was on the building. 
Yeah, I'll make sure it's, it's on the website soon. Um, okay, okay. Probably no problem. just the end of term. And it's, no, no uh, problem. No problem. Okay, cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm glad you're excited about it. Yeah, it was really fun to do. Really fun to do. And it's just yeah, so, it I think it's so cool to see a high school student beat out architectural colleges and universities with formal architectural programs and building science programs. One of them has a dad who's a kick-ass architect and I know probably helped them and high school still students still beat them. So nice. That, that's, awesome. that's cool. Um, yeah. Let's switch gears back to, uh, did I miss anybody for asking, you know, what would you do with the money? Um, let me see. Oh, David Cornitzer, what would you do? hundred grand. All right, so I'm a little bit different than you guys because I'm not really a, a shop teacher. I'm an anatomy teacher. So I would probably buy an SLA uh, 3D printer, a nice big size industrial you know, size, definitely a CNC milling uh, machine. But um, no, yeah, again, it, I think I would actually go a little more science and try to get the kid. Again, I'm not 100% sure yet, but um, yeah. Yeah, SLA. You could question. print out. You could print out your own skeleton with SLA or something. That's the idea. But also, you know, like again, like uh, last year, I had the kids invent physical therapy equipment. You know, so that brings the engineering in, and you know, that's cool. It's a tough question, though. Yeah, it's a tough question. I, I yeah. don't know what I would yeah. do for hey, the David. Have you seen that we have one? We're like us, and like the only other place in. Maybe the Midwest is like Chicago at a meds a med a medical college. We have a, like a table, and it pulls up actual cadaver cadavers that's been donated to science or animals, and it's like a three D thing. Like it's I mean it's wild, but you look down at this table, it looks like an operating table, and like the body is there, and you can. Oh my god! So I was spending on that. That's what I would it, spend it on, man. Right yeah, there. so you said anatomy. You got. I cannot think what the scientific word is for that thing, but it is I insane. That that up, you said your school has it. Yeah, our high school has it in our well, school. Again, sorry. It's Taylorville High School in Taylorville, Illinois. Taylorville. Um, if I can find it, if I can find a picture or something, I'll I'll, I'll put it in the chat for you. That'll be awesome. Thank you. But it's insane. Yeah. I think they do animals with it because we have a really – we're rural, so we have a really good FFA yeah. ag program and ag See, science that's program. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's but it's awesome. like real-life cadavers. There's like a dead body there. like, And wow. I, I think you like cut it open and stuff. It's, and, and like you can peel back the skin and the, you know, the whole – keep going down oh the layers. God. You know, like the veins, the muscles, the tissue. The, that's unbelievable. Down to the skeleton. I think – yeah, I'll, I'll try to find it for you. Please, please, please. And then, Ron, you'll definitely let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can connect. It's great. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, you got a hand up? Well, I was just going to say what I was spending the money on. Yeah, what are you going to spend the money on? Well, if I couldn't buy, like, a wake setter jet boat to go wakeboarding, you know, take the kids wakeboarding or... Like something like that, or really take them on like field trips to go climb mountains or surfing out in Hawaii or something. Then I would probably buy a five foot by twelve foot laser cutter because the skin's taking an enormous amount of time to do them by hand. But I would definitely go with a wake boat or like some sort of experiences first if I could. <laughs> That's awesome. You're buying a, a power boat. He's got, they're going to tow the kids. Brrr, just... 
Absolutely. You got you to test the products you make to make sure they're quality before you put them out. You know, it's true. I, maybe it's I should exactly get like an true. F. Like I should get like a F three fifty with a trailer, so we could go to we could tow it, tow it like build race cars and tow it to the track. <laughs> that would be amazing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, go big. You know, like I guess I'm like, oh, get another machine. Nah, dude, let's get out of the shop. <laughs> See, I like Dave, David's got the en energy, man. He's got the energy. I tell you, that will draw some excitement to your program for sure. You'll get kids to sign up. Absolutely. You'll get new kids in there. That is Hell funny. yeah. Dude, I'd be all over that. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. That's funny. I, one of my college professors for one of the design studios, you could sign up, and he takes you sailing over the summer semester, and you learn how to design uh boat interiors and stuff and like one like one of the people or two two girls that were in the program when i was there and took that class end up getting internships or jobs or something with like one of the top like yacht boat makers or something in the country it was insane wow. yeah he awesome. loved so he took the he took the kids he took a studio class of like i don't know eight kids sailing for the summer and they learned to, they lived on a boat a sailboat and learned how to design and as wow. the boat you know, I'm surprised they don't do more boat. I'm like the Hudson for me is like literally you can see like when um what's his name? Uh when Sully landed his plane, we saw it. <laughs> like it was like, oh yeah, it's like right there. I got calls. People were like, dude, uh go outside because I think there's a guy landing a plane that somebody landed a plane in the Hudson. I'm like, what? So I like I ran out there, you know. Um but uh, like, I'm surprised there's not more boating going on with the Hudson right there. But that's a cool uh, project idea, you know. Like, uh, yeah, build up something that you could take out with you, or just for yeah. Ins inspiration is a. I mean, listen, the shop, the the machines, they'll collect dust or you'll use them. But either way, you know, you want to build excitement. You know, they only got them for like a year or two, and you got them for a limited amount of time. So you want to get them hooked on engineering and craftsmanship. And that's a that's a lifelong uh, uh, you know inspiration you know cool uh, let's see did we get everybody who uh, had something they wanted to do let's see yeah I think so right um, so going back to Tay is there anything else you're thinking about that that we missed about this contest what's what else is going on here yeah yeah I'm happy to answer any further questions or um, can you, you know, can you tell us more about about the conferences because you said before covid you brought everybody together what was that like yeah. what do you guys do? so you know again we we host uh, an institute called let's build it right um it was it's a part networking opportunity for our prize-winning teachers it's part professional development it's just part hanging out right um for them to get to meet each other right i think someone mentioned about how shop teachers are often just you know, by themselves, right? So this is an opportunity for these other trade teachers across the country to meet each other and to, you know, just talk shop, right? But also for them to think about uh, how they can improve their classrooms, how they can learn from each other, but also come up with pilot projects that they would want to launch and do for their own programs or uh, for other programs. So uh, this, yeah, Summer Institute called Let's Build It. Uh, this year, right, we had to do, this past year, we've had to do a virtual one. Um, 
and we're hoping in future years to bring people back together in person again. But uh, yeah, it's for the prize money teachers. But you know what we've learned through this pandemic, right, is that there's so much need for community, all right, and there's so much need and and so much desire for that. So we're going to be hosting a, a webinar for skilled trades teachers to learn more about Harbor Freight Tools for Schools, to learn more about the prize. For when, when is that happening? Uh, and it's going to be in early May, right? So okay. if you, again, if you go to harborfreighttoolsforschools.org and, you know, join our email network, you'll get the earliest updates then. So we're planning for early May for this gathering. And um, yeah, we're excited to bring more teachers together. That's cool. Now, I, I, I got a question. You, you have, you now have a lot of data because uh, you got five years. You got a sure, network. Sure. You have the respect of the industry. You and you do these conferences where you. I know Barbara Check told me it was pretty in depth, like asking really good questions about how to be the most effective teacher and what programs and whatnot. Is there a bigger arching goal uh, in the future? Um, maybe program recommendations or something like that. Because it seems sure. like I don't, I don't know anybody else that's doing this kind of research. You know, uh, sure, there's grant money, this and that, whatever. But it seems like you guys are are pulling the shop teachers back up, which is, I mean, yeah. everybody, every shop teacher is like this, but you're pulling from the top, which is helping us. You know, it's pretty amazing. That's a great question. You know, Harbor Freight Tools for Schools, you know, was was founded out of a, a deep belief and, and, um, in the importance of learning with you know one's hands, heads, and hearts, right? Along with tools to, you know, build, maintain, repair, and do amazing things, right? Um, it came out of a deep respect from Eric Smith, right? Who is the Harbor Freight Tools owner and founder, as well as the founder of Harbor Freight Tools for Schools and of the Smith Foundation. It came out of a deep respect by him of all of all that you do, right, of skilled trades teachers do each and every day, all right? He's had, you know, a skilled trades teacher really impact him and really helped inspire and motivate him in his life. So it comes out of a, a deep belief and respect for everything you all do. So because of that, um, we're in yeah. this for the long haul, right? This isn't meant to be a marketing effort. This isn't meant to be a, just a one and done Right, all of our initiatives are meant for, you know, to show deep and long-term investment in the trades, right? To in trade skill trades education in public high schools across the country, and by showing the importance of what you do, right, in in your in, in the communities and in our country, right, and we believe that uh, these jobs or these this education, these classes, uh, help provide for students to get jobs and opportunities to uh, advance in their own lives and, you know, in their families and in their communities and lift everything up and have a, a workforce that our country uh, desperately needs in this time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, the, a lot of people talk about the skills gap and yeah. uh, there's, you know, they, they can't find anybody to do the work. Um, but also, uh, you know, like for instance, I always go back to this one story where, you know, a kid comes in my room and he took my intro class and now he's going to take the, I wanted him to take the advanced class because I thought he was pretty good. And he says, oh, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. G. Um, you know, I, I can't take your class. And I said, why? He said, well, 
I'm going into medical, so I have to go take these AP classes. So I said to him, okay, so let me get this straight. You're going to graduate in a couple of years. They already have robots walking around hospitals. They already got robotic surgery. And every machine in the, you know, in a hospital or in a doctor's office is kind of like a programmed robot. Uh, and then you have these skilled people operating the machines, you know, uh, you know, can, can you imagine like, you know, just think about the machines they have, um, MRIs and all this stuff and whatnot. And the Da Vinci robot. And I said, so you're telling me you'd rather take stuff that, like an AP class that you could probably study on your own, or do you want to use hands-on work to, uh, you know, to, to learn, to actually put your, you know, apply your knowledge and learn engineering. And he thought sure, about sure. it. He thought about it and he actually changed his mind and he took my class and this is a couple of years later and he doesn't regret it. I spoke to him. And so you yeah, sure I, like, I feel bad. I steered you a little bit. He's like, no, this is, this is way better. You know, <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. You know, I think, um, you know, we want to help students find their passions, right? Whether that's, you know, in, in welding or in automotive, right? Like what we, what we've seen is that, you know, there's some kids who really love, you know, history or, learning about catcher in the rye and that's great. And that's great. Right. And then there's other students who love fixing cars and, you know, and working with torches to weld things or working with their hands to, to uh, build homes. And we want to show that's important too, right. That it, it, it's not just about, you know, everyone getting to college, right. Like the college for all mentality. We want to show that uh, these trades, these jobs, these opportunities are really important and essential. Right. And help build the backbone of our country and uh, help develop the workforce that, you know, our country needs, right, that, that, you, we, that we've talked about. But this also really comes out of a deep respect, you know, and belief that skilled trades teachers are heroes, right? Like, we, you know, we know the term heroes is used a That's lot. That's right. 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 But what we believe is that what the teachers do each and every day in their classrooms is truly heroic and truly admirable and uh, all the more so for this, the shop teachers and skilled trades teachers who do it often without a lot of, you know, praise or, you know, a lot of respect or glowing admiration. And we're trying to show that um, we're trying to show the opposite and lift these teachers up into the spotlight. Nice. That's awesome. Now, uh, a little bit, a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you, sure. how did you, yeah. Cause like you're a super nice guy. We spoke two oh, years thank ago. You. Thank yeah. Like, I think you're very, I think you're on top of it. You know, like it's, you're not just going through the motion. It seems like you're really into it. You know, you know your sure. topic, and I'm sure you've met so many shop teachers. It's kind of probably been very interesting to. You probably have a pretty good landscape of of what this industry is doing. Um, sure. Yeah, actually, that's another question. But let's let's get to like, how did you find Harbor Freight Tools for Schools? Where did where did you like? Were you in a different industry or? What happened? Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, I, I'm originally from Los Angeles, and then I, uh, you know, I grew up here and I'm, I'm raised here. And then I, I went off to college, and I actually studied uh, theology, right? Um, and I was thinking about maybe going to be like college professor, or you know, maybe pursuing, you know, being a priest, right? Um, you know, in, in the Catholic Church. So that I was considering those. Um, options, but then I ultimately decided to become a high school theology teacher and a high school social studies teacher. And then, um, 
So I taught high school on the East Coast for a few years, uh, and then I moved back to Los Angeles. Wait, my where in the East Coast? In Delaware. In Delaware. Okay. All right. So I taught in Delaware for two, a few years, and then I came back to Los Angeles, and I taught in middle school, all right, um, in a middle school social studies religion teacher. And I have some teaching background. Yeah, so I have a teaching background. I primarily have a teaching background. Yeah. And I decided that um, while I can be a teacher, I can serve one classroom in front of me. And that's really important, really valuable. But I had a desire to want to impact classrooms across the country. So um, I went to UCLA. I got my master's in public policy. And when I was graduating, I went to I went to one of my professors for office hours, and I was telling him about my dream of impacting classrooms across the country, and he was like, "That's cool because I just received an email from my colleague, and they're starting up Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. Do you want to see this?" Wow! And wow! Sent me the job description, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing!" I applied for it, and I'm actually the first full-time employee of Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. Nice. So uh, our team is small, small but mighty, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm actually the first full-time employee and I, I work with some really amazing people uh, on this. You're initiative. getting claps and, and thumbs up all, all across the board here. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, I know, you, I know you've done a lot of work, you know, this is, sure. uh, this is a good endeavor right here. Thank you. So yeah, I've been part of the team since 2016 and it's, it's been my longest professional opportunity and you know it's been really really amazing and worthwhile to help classrooms and like probably my favorite day of the whole year is like when we surprise when we announce the winners and seeing the teachers you know uh, well up with emotion or tears or try to remain as stoic as possible but uh just seeing them have joy and seeing their classrooms cheer for them their their families cheer for them that's it makes all the hard work worth it for sure Wow, that's cool. And um, this other this other question. Oh, first of all, if anybody's got a beer, you got to, you know. Uh, <laughs> there you go, Nick. Perfect timing. He went for a beer and I had one ready. There you go, Nick. Awesome. Anybody else? Hey, cheers. Cheers to Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. And, and, thank uh, you. and hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have a beer with me right now, but uh, I'll do an honorary cheers. Thank you so much. All right. Damn, that's good. This is an IPA. I don't know whose this is. You ever had one of these? Let's see. You guys drinking IPA? Look, they got Lincoln on there. That's yeah, it's got Abraham Lincoln on there. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. I got to tune in from home next so time. Is it from Illinois? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Tune in from. Yeah, we 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 kick back. This is good. You know. <laughs> uh, all right. I got this follow up question. So for sure. And I thought of it when I was thinking about your background. Is that so what does the landscape look like? Like you have eyes on the country right now. Like what does this look like to you? Because like from my point of view, because we've been doing this shop class podcast, we've been actually doing it for, oh God, like four or five years, but but we only started doing the meet the Wednesday night meetings when, when COVID hit. And what I see is like there are programs that are well-funded with really passionate teachers. And then there are, and and then there are programs that are underfunded with passionate teachers. And it's like from town to town, it could vary as much as like millions of dollars, you know? Sure. And it's so interesting to see what people do, you know? And some people are very into craftsmanship. Some people are into the trades. 
some people are into engineering and it's just kind of interesting the 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 landscape uh you know is is really diverse you know um but the main thing is that the people that are on here are probably like survivors and and thriving you know whereas there's a lot of programs probably getting closed maybe we, they maybe they didn't find out about us yet or or about your program so there's some corner cases that are probably not getting the attention or help they they probably need but i don't know what do you what do you think of the landscape what are you seeing that's a great question you know so many great questions on this podcast um we we here at harbor freight tools for schools actually did some research some landscape research on the state of skilled trades education in the country let me put the link um in the chat and yeah, if you want to, so it's it's at our harbor freight tools for schools website but cool. you know, let me pull this up real quick um so yeah we've let's see Oh yeah, Winston had to go, but that was cool that he was here. Winston's from South Alaska. Yeah. What? Like he could be farther north than Connor. Yeah. I, oh my God, that's amazing. That is uh, incredible. For sure. So that is some reach. Oh, here I got your link. Yeah. So we did the research here. Uh, we did public opinion research, as well as the landscape. The what's the state of Career tech education was the state of skilled trades education. Feel free to take a look at these uh, these wow. works. So again, this is just you, you another, did the hard work uh, for me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Exactly. So it's it's just another way to show for us to show that we're in this for the long term, right? This is we're in it to make deep investments. So you can see that here. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, right? Like it's the experiences are so diverse, right? Like there are some districts, some states that are really investing heavily into this, right? Like Oklahoma, we can see that like with their district career and tech centers, right? Like that a lot of them are state of the art. There's, there's some great pockets here and there, right? Um, you know, and we, we noticed that through our applicants applications, um, there are very underfunded areas, right? Um, that, ex, you know, with high, free and reduced lunch percentages, right? Or, uh, so yeah, we, I would say the state of skilled trade education, is, it, it really depends, right? It depends on where you are. And what we're trying to do is trying to kind of level the playing field, like award excellence, but also, you know, support programs in need, right? And oftentimes they can be both. They're, it depends on the teacher. We know that what happens in the classroom is largely, you know, the the quality and, and the voice and the experience of the teacher. And um, we're trying to help build a pipeline of more skilled trades teachers and help build a pipeline of more students. So, uh, you know, we're trying, you know, that's, that's, uh, we're trying out a lot of different things. We're trying to see what works and, but yeah, we're, 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 we're in it for the long haul. That's for sure. Hey, I got to tell you something. Yes, I did Ron. not, I did not know. That you had this kind of data let me tell you where this is valuable every time i jump on the the new jersey uh tech ed association uh conference calls all they talk about and it's almost like a repeated groundhog day is that they don't have enough teachers and so there's so many openings but they can't fill the openings and then the school will just close the opening so this is a repeated situation 
in New Jersey, there's only one school that graduates shop teachers. And then it's midway down the state. It's close to Trenton. So they're not coming up by me. Like I tried to recruit them because we had an opening and we couldn't. So we have to go alternate route. I am alternate route. A lot of, a lot of teachers are alternate route. And um, so that's an interesting piece of the puzzle to know this is that they're having trouble recruiting the teachers. And this report would probably help them uh, better identify maybe some of the issues. The other part to this, and we'll go back to that, but the other part of this is that um, if you know the numbers and you had a product or service that you wanted to sell to the teachers to make their program better, um, this would be good data. Like for instance, oh, for I, sure. yeah. So this is a little bit selfish, but I have, um, I have a product I'm working on that is that it just makes it easier to teach the small engine. It's, it's the, it's a niche market, but I don't have any numbers. So I don't know how many, I don't know how many teachers actually teach small engines. And then of those people who would need my little product that makes it easier. It's like a, a mounting system, but that data would be valuable to educators that want to branch out and do independent stuff like help out new teachers or come up with programs or sell products or services that, that then would help them. You know what I mean? So this is good data. You know, I'm going to go through this. Uh, For sure. It, you know what I'm saying about this? Yeah. So, you know, I talk about the public opinion research, like, you know, it includes data, like what are parents' perspectives about having their students be part of the trades trades classrooms? You know, what are what are the voters' perspectives? What we see is that there's strong consensus in that um, that people, you know, and voters and students really see these opportunities as valuable. And you know, we hope that these you know these percentages, these data, this information can help teachers talk about their programs, can help market their programs to their administration, to districts about what are uh, communities looking for. So, you know, feel free to take a look. You know, we have a uh, long form of the, of the research. We have a summary with some of like the bigger data points. Oh yeah. You know, uh, we, we encourage you to take a look at them and see the what you can do. Executive summary? Program. Is this the executive summary here? Uh, yeah, there, that's the executive summary. This the it's, we commissioned two reports, right? As I mentioned, one is a landscape research, and the other is public opinion. And there's executive summaries for both. You can see there's infographics. You take a look and see what uh, work, what works best for you. Here's the key findings. Just as an example, high school skilled trade education offers students high value opportunities. Students participating in skilled trades classes. Can not only gain uh, not only a valuable skill uh, trade skills and work experience, also yeah, this is this is going to be good. I'm going to go through this. You know, what would be interesting sure. is maybe we'll take like a one of the. I think we might take one of. You know, obviously I'll just throw it up there now, but um, I think I might take one of the shop class podcasts to go through this because okay. because I and if you want to. If, you know, if you're not busy, we could jump on again because this is interesting. You know, here's your numbers. We don't have any numbers, you know? So like, you know, when someone says, let's say, let's say you're, it would help the individual teacher as well. Not just what I was proposing before, which is the, uh, you know, opportunities for uh, entrepreneurship. But 
if you're a shop teacher and your supervisor says, hey, you know, we can't order that machine or, hey, we're going to cut back on da, da, da. And, or they say, oh, we don't want to hire another teacher because we just don't have it in the budget or whatever. You can point to the data. There we go. You could point to the data and say, actually, hiring shop teachers is on the rise or actually the parents want this or actually industry is asking for it. Exactly. And then you, yep. you could use this. But I don't think that, I mean, I, I would definitely use this information because there it is. There's the numbers and you don't need to have like an opinion argument, you know? Yeah, Ron, you know, that's a great point. Uh, one of my colleagues who ran point on this, uh, you know, I could talk with her about it and we can help schedule this like based on what your schedule is like. Uh, and yeah, she can talk about this further, but. Um, oh, that'd be great. So I, yeah, I would just say, we're happy to connect, you know, further about it. Just, you know, we'll, we could talk, you know, offline after this, you know, wonderful meeting, but yeah, just, sure. yeah, I just, we're, I, I just wanted to help reiterate that like Harbor Freight Tools for Schools, right. Um, and the Smith Foundation are really deeply invested in trades education and deeply respect what you all do and view you all to be heroes. So like, you know, apply for the prize, you know, take a look at our website, see what's on there, you know, join our social media handles, you know, join our email network and um, see what, see what we can do for each other. See we, how we can collaborate. In the yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, we could, we could stop the recording here. I think that was pretty good coverage. Um, and uh, is there any, any last questions from anybody in the group? And, and then we'll do like our casual uh, situation afterwards. You know, usually we just do recording and then, then we, when we stop the recording, we just, whatever, hang out. Um, but I would like to schedule something to go over that data. I think that's the important sure. stuff. Okay. Yeah, Anybody got any questions left before Tay uh, regarding this? Yeah, this is a five years into it. You ever think about dropping it down to the middle schools as well? That's a great question, Duke. Um, you know, that is something we've debated and discussed a lot. Uh, but right now, our, we, we know there's great need everywhere. And we know that, um, you know, there's so many people and classrooms that could uh, use support. But right now, our focus is on public high schools, right? And um, that's where we're going to focus on. And in, in, that's where we focus on the last five years. And and in the future, we'll see. That's we'll continue to discuss and we'll continue to monitor the landscape. But right now, our focus is on U.S. public high schools. But you know, to be honest with you, I am a middle school teacher, right? I taught high school and I taught middle school, and um, I'm a big believer in that middle school years are so so important and are really formative. And uh, you know that we we have really good discussions about high school and or middle school uh, a lot in our team. So yeah, that, that is something we do discuss. There is, there is some, I don't know what the data is, but it's true. They're kind of a little more moldable when they're in middle school. If you can inspire them to get into engineering back then, they're going to continue it later. You know, uh, whereas if they hit the high school without a shop teacher, it's very difficult because I have to teach them like the ruler, like fractions of an inch. Because <laughs> in my school, 
district, we didn't have a shop teacher for a while. Now we do. Uh, not a shop teacher, but they have like a STEM program. Uh, but it was missing. And because of that, when the kids got to me, oh man, we, I mean, I enjoy it. You know, I'm like, I teach them the pizza pie as a way of dividing up the ruler and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, if, that, if they already knew that, we could, we could go faster, you know? Sure. Uh, one other thing I do want to add with the middle schools is, you know, you know, I'm part of the foundation, right? But Harbor Freight Tools, the company, does donate gift cards, HFT gift cards to K through 12 programs of all different types, including middle schools. Let me put the link in the in the chat where you can request a donation of a gift card, right? There if that's go. something that if you're interested in. So go, let me put that link in for you as well. Nice. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, another way Harbor Freight Tools or uh, that Eric wants to give back is through gift cards to various organizations, including K through 12 public school programs. And uh, yeah, take a take a look there. All right, cool. Thanks. That's sure. awesome. No, thank you, Duke. So hey, yeah, yeah. Is there, a, is there a Canadian equivalent Princess Auto Tools Tools for Schools? Can you say that again, please? Is there is there a Canadian equivalent, uh, Princess Auto Tools for Schools? Is that is that one of your divisions, like the Canadian arm? No, um, I, our focus is just in uh, the U.S. To be honest, uh, yeah, it, we're, we don't have an international or multinational reach yet, but um, gotcha. can, you know, we, it, we're a separate entity than um, gotcha. from that organization. Gotcha. I had a real quick question. Um, sure. Does it have to be, and, and this was a few years ago, 501c3 that it's donated to, or um, is it just the school? Because I ran into an issue with a Bosch uh, Tools grant a few years ago. I lost $700 because it was a school, not a 501c3. Oh, so, so the, it would, the, uh, the funds would go to the school. The public it has okay. to be a public high school right okay. uh, the funds are run through the foundation so um say you win one of the 15 prizes the 35k would go towards the school and 15,000 would go towards yourself right and then if you win one of the three grand prizes 70,000 goes towards your school and 30,000 goes towards yourself okay thank you thank you brandon yeah good question uh, anybody, anybody else got any uh, any questions for the for the boss there? <laughs> Definitely not the boss, but just you know, happy to help. And I got a question. Oh. Yeah, for um, sure. What what uh, tips, uh, maybe tricks, suggestions you have as you fill out the application process? Um, you kind of went over it a little bit, I guess, but maybe any last closing remarks on what uh, you want to. What a teacher should try and highlight or focus on to give them maybe a, a standout edge or something like that. You know, whatever. I like I said, I've done it a few times, and uh, I've tried. I've, there's been other teachers in my state who have gotten to the finals, and I said, "Well, how'd you do it? You know, what'd you do?" And it's that, and kind of talk. I'm like, All right, "That's what I did." Huh. All right. And I know there's a lot of applicants. And so yeah, so what do you do to try and stand out, I guess? That's a great question. You know, I think um, that's a great question. Yeah, like I I can't give away, you know, I can't, I can't give, uh, you know, I can't tell you how to write your application specifically. 
you know, what, what I can say is that uh, applications that do well tend to have written a lot. So I will say this, like we have uh, a maximum character count and overall, right? Every question response is 2000 characters max, right? But we also have like a minimum character count that an application must be at least 5,000 characters or more. So what I would say is that the more you write, the more you share, the more of a picture you're able to paint of what happens in your classroom, the better our judges are able to get a sense of who you are, what you do, and how you stand out from other teachers, right? So if you're doing a really cool, unique project, whether that's community service or uh, like a Halloween, I don't know, a project or, you know, building a home or tiny home and you, you sell that, talk about that, right? Like, uh, and then talk about the experience your students went in a really in-depth way, right? And, and a real, if you can, the more of a picture you're able to paint, the, the better. Um, what I would also say is what really distinguishes applications is the engagement with the learning modules, right? With the, with the video and with the reading, right? Like the applications who really take time to watch it, get some of the best practices and figure out how they can apply that creatively or comprehensively into their program are, the, are, are what distinguishes the top 50 finalists and then the 18 winners ultimately. Um, so that's, that's what I would say about that. Like, you know, if there, the writing styles or the, the, the pros of our winners drastically differs based on the winners. But what I can say is the applications that share a lot, right. Or willing who put in the work to write a lot and are willing to, um, you know, engage with the learning modules do well. And then lastly, what I would say are applicants, you know, Ron mentioned this a lot, like that provide data and results, right? Like if you have impressive graduation rates, share that, right? Like talk about that, like, or if you talk about the number of students who go on to the trades, talk about the number of trades who go, go on to the military, talk about the number of students who go on to college, right? Like share that rather than just being like, oh, my, my students do great things afterwards. Like anyone can write that, right? But the applications that do well are the ones who, you know, who engage with learning modules, who share a lot and then share specific things that they do or that their program produces. That sounds good. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jared. No, that's good great. question. Good question, Jared. Thanks. Yeah, we're, you know, we're not necessarily looking for like Shakespeare level prose right? or poetry, right? Like you don't need to like talk about the beauty of welding right? Like, or the beauty of fixing, you can, you but can. But it's so right? beautiful. Right. It, you know, like the sparks that fly, you know, like we're not like, you can talk about that, but it's also, um, talk, you know, share as much as possible. I would say brag about yourself. I know that's challenging for a lot of teachers or a lot of trade teachers, but really in some ways overshare up to the character count as much as possible. Nice. Cool. Um, all right. Does anybody else have anything they want to, they want to jump in and add? 
Okay. Shop teachers that are quiet? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I have to get going soon, but I just want I just want to say uh, applications are due May 21st, right? Again, please visit hftforschoolsprize.org, um, you know, to begin your application. You know, there's an email on there to feel free to reach out to us, but I just want to end today by saying, you know, thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for all you do and looking forward to receiving your applications. Awesome. Hey, thanks for, I know it was last minute. I actually planned it and then I forgot to reach out to you. Barbara check suggested to reaching out to you. So uh, I really appreciate you, uh, uh, you know, jumping on tonight last minute. And it was, I think it's important to promote this, whether you win or not. I think is I think it's good to participate in this community. So I really sure. appreciate that you're 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 inspiring shop teachers to get excited about that their program is bigger than just their classroom. You know, for sure. Cool. For All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for having. So I'll end the recording here, but we'll hang out and then Tay, if you got to go, it's okay, and uh, we'll talk soon. For sure. Thank you all. all. Right. Okay. Bye.